All right, we're good to go. Cool. What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to our Christmas special episode number three. Uh, Brooke, you <laughs> picked this fucking movie. I did. Uh, I did. Not really a Christmas movie, but uh, I guess it falls around the Christmas time. So, yep. I'm just going to use the uh, same excuse that everyone uses for Die Hard. Um, it takes place on Christmas, so I guess therefore it's a Christmas movie. Die Hard is a fucking Christmas movie. <laughs> no, it's not. It has a Christmas theme to it. This one, there's not even a fucking Christmas tree in the entire movie. What's the theme in Die Hard? Christmas. <laughs> and that's, killing. That sounds very familiar to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why don't you tell the fine listeners what movie you made us watch this week? Uh, so we are watching the new French extremity film Inside um, from 2007. Yeah, not that shitty ass remake. No, which I haven't seen, but I assume you've seen it. I haven't seen it. I just know that it's shit. Oh, okay, fair enough. I don't. I don't even want to watch it. um i didn't even want to watch this a second time but uh here we are here we are and fuck you fuck you fuck you (laughs) well i mean it's it's partly your fault so you know how because you watched the movie i was gonna pick (laughs) oh yeah i guess you could have picked any other christmas horror movie any other christmas horror movie yeah Hey, man, we were probably eventually going to cover this movie, so let's just get it out of the way. All right, fine. Uh, Okay, not that I care because I fucking hate you right now, but what have you been up to lately? (laughs) Um, I've watched quite a bit, actually. Um, I'm just going to quickly say like the things that you've seen or I've watched before uh, because it doesn't really matter that much. Um, Rewatched The Hateful Eight with Bettina. Um, It's her first time watching it. Very nice. Uh, love it. It's good. Um, Is that the one you were watching last night that you said was like super long? No, no, it wasn't. No. Okay. Uh, we watched uh, Christmas Vacation, a classic. Very nice. Um, we watched Euro Trip last night. Sweet. Uh, classic. And uh, Attack on Titan Season 4 started. Um, so I don't know if anyone watches anime like myself, but uh, final season. So I'm pretty pumped about it. Sweet. Yeah. Um, all right. And watched a lot of movies I have never seen before. So uh, Bettina and I watched uh, the movie Mank um, on Netflix. Never heard of it. It has uh, um, Gary Oldman in it. He pretty much plays uh, a screenwriter that wrote uh, Citizen Kane. And it like takes place in like the 1930s. Um, it was like two and a half hours long. It was really long. Probably wouldn't watch it again, but it was good. Like I really like seeing like all the old movies, like on like all the movie sets, and like they talked about um, like all the monster movies that were happening back then, and and uh, it was cool to watch. Um, I'd recommend it for like movie buffs, but yeah um it's pretty long so i don't know um and i watched uh prisoners finally 
Is that the one from like years ago? Yeah, like 10 years ago. With, okay. uh, <laughs> with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Jack, um, or Hugh Jackman. Yeah, that was a great uh, movie. Yeah, my first time watching it, and it was fucking amazing. Uh, I watched Guns Akimbo. Fucking fantastic movie. Um, it's good. It's uh, definitely ridiculous and a movie you definitely shouldn't take seriously, but uh, it was a fun time. Yeah. Uh, I watched Random Acts of Violence. Nice. What'd you yeah. think? I liked it. It was good. Um, I love the cameo from Wade from Alexis on Fire. Right? Yeah. He was such a douchebag in that too. <laughs> he was. He was. <laughs> um. Yeah, good movie. I recommend it. Uh, what else? Um, I watched uh, the Creep Show Holiday Special today. How was that? It was good. I really enjoyed it. Actually, is it animated or is it like no? It's it's action? it's live action. Okay, cool. Um, it's only like forty five minutes, so you can like bang it out really quickly. Yeah, uh, definitely recommend it. And finally, I finally got around to watching VFW. Oh man, I. I almost started watching that this week and then I put something yeah. else on. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Um, Kevin from it's a horror podcast just recently posted that he rewatched it. And uh, he said, it's his favorite movie from 2019 or 2018, whenever it came out. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. It's uh, it's insane. It really is, but it's, it's good. So okay. which movie was the best movie of the decade? Was it that one? Of the decade? I don't know. Didn't you say that you watched the best movie in the last decade? Oh, yeah. Fuck. I totally forgot to even uh, write it down. Come uh, on, man. I was all pumped up waiting to hear what it was. <laughs> um, actually, no. Sorry. I'm fucking all over the place. I thought Prisoners was like one of the best movies of the decade. That's the one that I was telling you about. Okay. That okay. I watched. Um, and then a movie that I watched <laughs> the other night that was two and a half hours. Finally watched uh, Tenet. I heard it was shitty. It is definitely not shitty. Um, I enjoyed it. I think it's one of those movies that needs a second watch okay. because it's like so all over the place and like it's hard to follow. But I just think like as uh, like the special effects in it, and, like the way he films it is like amazing. Like, yeah. Fuck. yeah, yeah. Well, the person I heard it was shitty from is you're gonna get to chirp her about it tomorrow because it was jess from the horn crew okay okay i guess i got a bone to pick with her (laughs) (laughs) um i can see why people don't like it like i it definitely needs a second watch because there's a lot going on as is the case in a lot of his movies yeah because it's like all it's kind of like a mixture of like inception and like born identity and it's, i don't know it's uh it's time travel e so it can get kind of confusing yeah what did you watch it on i actually bought it on 4k oh nice okay yeah so uh yeah sweet and that's uh that's pretty much it that's it okay yeah not not, not a whole lot going on this week no not that much no <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah you definitely made up for my lack of the movie watching so that's good um yeah i've only watched two movies i think yeah Yeah. first one i watched was uh christmas evil 
Nice. It, it was on Shutter, so I decided to give it a watch. Which one is that? It was. It was also called Better or You. You better watch out. I think. Like not. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it's also called that. But it's on Shutter, and it's got like. It's like a drawing of a Santa Claus. It's like a green. I remember there's green in the cover. I don't know. You'll see it on there. Okay. Is it's it like from a, the 80s. Okay, because um, I forget what night it was. I think it was last Friday. We were like just like going to bed, and then I just like – it was like, I don't know, like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, and I just threw on uh, Joe Bob. And there was Yes, he me- was watching it. Oh, okay. I think it was the yeah. last one. It was like kind of like an older – yeah, definitely 80s and – guy like dressed up as santa claus like just like fucking killing people yeah 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 it was part of his christmas specials so. yeah i think i caught the end of it like the last like maybe 20 minutes of it yeah and i finally got around yesterday to watching um blade runner 2049 very nice finally <laughs> <laughs> i totally forgot to let you borrow because like i was like reorganizing my movies like last week and i was like I put like Blade Runner in. Though. I was like, "Shit, I know I have Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I gave it to Mark." Yeah, that was like months ago. Yeah, yeah. So, what was uh, your thoughts on it? It was good. It was, I don't know. It was long. Like, I feel like it could have been maybe like a half an hour less. Yeah, yeah. just because there's like there's a lot of slow parts of him just like kind of wandering around, and it like it it looks beautiful. Well these shots are happening but it's just like do we really need this in the movie? yeah yeah <laughs> yeah definitely i liked how they good. yeah i liked how they brought harrison ford back yeah and uh, yeah. i like how he's one like he's on the cover of the blu-ray and he's yeah. not in the movie until like an hour and a half in <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> i was like yeah. when the fuck is he covered in <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah that's pretty much it uh, still sure. panning away at Fresh Prince because it's going off Netflix December 30th. Oh, shit. But uh, it is on Crave. I don't know if it's going to get deleted off Crave, too, or mm. I don't know. But Right, right. I've never watched it from start to finish. Like, I've seen every episode just from watching it on TV, but. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm having a good time with it. I uh, played some cyberpunk here and there. Not a whole lot. Very nice. uh, yeah, yeah, me, yeah, me either. I haven't really played that much PS5 this week. Yeah, Cyberpunk actually got pulled off the Sony store, which is fucking insane. I've never seen that happen before. I know, fuck. And they're offering refunds, like yeah, like full S- refunds. Sony never offers refunds. <laughs> no, they don't. It's near impossible. Yeah, so you know you done fucked up when they do that. Yep, but. I don't know. I'm having an okay time with it, but yeah. Agreed. All right. Let's head on over to the content creators corner. Who we got this week. This week we have the lads from the gore score coming at you with a new little intro clip that uh, they've just started using recently. Very nice. You're listening to the gore score podcast. You're damn it. You're listening to the Gore Score Podcast. Your source for everything horror. The podcast where we get really drunk and say what you want to hear. It's time to get creepy. No, motherfucker. You fucking... 
I'm your host, Colby. I'm Evan, the and scarf. I fucked up. <laughs> this is your host, Colby. And this is Evan, the scarf. And I'm the guy, Cody. <laughs> it's time to get creepy. I say the world with you! <laughs> Have it. Um, you, you can cut this out, but I was not expecting that. All right. <laughs> yeah. Man, whenever I was listening to it, whenever you first sent it to me, uh, I was like, okay, this is this is funny. Like they're just fucking. Yeah. It's like a blooper reel, basically, and then it just fucking kicks in, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I messaged Colby. I was like, that is fucking sick, man. Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Damn. Remind me of funny games, like just like the fucking loud ass yeah, yeah. <laughs> music. Well, and we're both fans of metal, so and like yeah, they're yeah. they're buddies with the front man of a fucking amazing metal band. So Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's great. I'm not cutting that out, by the way. I'm leaving. Oh, okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say anything bad. No. All right, man. Uh, you took fucking forever to hop on here because your computer's updating, and I didn't wait, so I'm already like face first into some bush right now. Very but, nice. Uh, um, what do you got? Uh, so I didn't. I don't have any beer, so um, my ice cubes are pretty much melted now. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm drinking a rye and cranberry ginger. Very nice. Okay. Uh-huh. I don't think I've ever had it with the cranberry ginger. It's very delicious. Nice. I'm obviously a big fan of Ryan Ginger, but yeah, never had it with that. Try it out. I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's fucking hop into this bullshit. All right, should we give a little uh, warning before? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, if you guys haven't seen this movie, or if you're not aware what uh, the new French extremities type movies are. Um, they're very gory. They are very much uh, like they overstep the lines um, with some of the stuff that they show. This one is a little more tame than some of the ones that are out there, but it is still pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, so it, if you have it, a, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, it, it feels it feels very real. Yes, yes, and um, if, yeah. Sorry, some of like the. The scenes in it that we'll discuss uh, may, uh, I don't know, it's its some disturbing stuff. Um, any females that are listening or, I mean, anyone in general, really, but I mean, I don't know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Just <laughs> It may be a little more triggering to females for sure, yeah. Yeah, so. Not to be sexist, but you'll, you'll understand once we get through it. Yeah. And uh, um, we, won't, we won't be offended if you decide not to listen to this episode. Um, we have like 50 other ones to listen to. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's jump into it. Let's do it. Oh, 
So like we said in the intro this week, we are talking about the Christmas movie, I guess, Inside from 2007. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the synopsis, uh, four months after the death of her husband, a woman on the brink, brink of motherhood is tormented in her home by a strange woman who wants her unborn baby. And the other synopsis does mention Christmas, so... Fuck you. <laughs> Did you write it down? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> then I don't want to hear about it. All right, fine. <laughs> it <laughs> happens on Christmas Eve. I'll yes. give you that. Yes. Uh, tormented? I don't know if I'd... I think it's more like tortured rather than tormented, but... We'll, uh... Uh, yeah, I think both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, this movie was directed. Well, there's two directors. Um, the first one is Alexandra Bustillo, and he has directed a movie called Livid, which also stars one of the main female characters in this movie. Uh, he directed Leatherface. Uh, he directed a segment in the ABCs of Death Part Two, and he's also directed Among the Living. And his co-director, Julianne Mori, uh, pretty much has directed everything that Bustillo has, <laughs> uh, except for Leatherface. They've co-directed all these other ones, though. Yeah, nice. Um, normally with the cast, I'll put four people. But A, given the fact that they're all French actors and probably not a, people, not a lot of people would know who they are. Yeah. And B, there's only two main characters and everybody else is killed off within like 30 seconds of being on the screen. Yeah. So I, I only did the two females that are like yeah. throughout the whole movie. Fair enough. You okay with that? I'm okay with that. Yes. I also did not write down the movies that they're in. Fair enough. <laughs> Cause I looked through the list and I was like, I haven't heard of a single one of these because <laughs> they're all from France. That's okay. Uh, so starting off is Allison. Paradis. She played Sarah, who's the main character. And it also stars Beatrice Dahl or Dale, Dali, I don't know. And her character is called La Femme, which is the woman in French. Yeah. Um, now, I didn't give the movies that they were in, but yeah. I was looking through Beatrice Dahl's uh, trivia section on imdb okay this woman has lived a fucking life man okay i'm I'm gonna go through it i'm gonna go through it sure all right so in 1998 she was fined and given a suspended jail sentence for attacking a meter maid in paris (laughs) 
she was declared an undesirable immigrant by the American ambassador to France and denied work denied a work permit to portray Bruce Willis's wife in The Sixth Sense from 1999, a role that ultimately went to Olivia Williams. Reason for her status was her two arrest for alleged cocaine possession in Miami during filming of the Abel Ferreira film The Blackout from 1997. <laughs> Damn. She... Oh, that one I already said. Uh, where's the other one? Oh. She met, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's Gwenael Meziani, mm-hmm. who would become her second husband as she was volunteering at the Breast Hermitage Prison. He was then doing a 10-year sentence for rape. They got <sighs> married in jail. <laughs> wow. And there's a personal quote here. She was asked how she was able to seduce Rupert Everett. Her response, Rupert is gay, but I am Beatrice Dahl. What the fuck? <laughs> like I was reading through this. I was like, dude, I got to fucking put some of this in here because this is amazing. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. It just like that uh, the prison thing like reminds me of uh, prison break. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> But uh, yeah, she was born in 1964. Um, So she was, uh, how old would she have been? She would have been 43 when this movie was made. And I mean, like, she's not not ugly, but like she was considered a sex symbol back in the day, apparently. Um, But like, I could see it back then. But in this movie, she's not very attractive. (laughs) Really? I I didn't, I didn't think she was (laughs) ugly. Like, I thought she was. No, no, I don't mean she was ugly, but, like, I wouldn't consider her a sex symbol in this movie. No, no, for sure, but I think she's attractive. She could get it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She did get it. Yeah, she did. That's for for a later discussion. Yeah. All right, man. We ready to dive into it? Let's dive in head first. <laughs> uh, all right. So you watched this movie before, obviously. Yes. What made you watch it for the first time last last watch? Uh, Sarah kind of asked me that question today too. I think I just heard about it, like because. Uh, I listen to Extreme Horror Replay, and he, well, it's the Gorehead podcast now, but they talk a lot about these new French extremities, horror movies, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call the genre. Um, and this one was one that was like on a, the top of a lot of those lists, so I kind of just wanted to check it out because I had seen a couple other ones. Yeah. Um, and like I, I'd read the synopsis and everything like that, and I kind of knew what I was getting into. Yeah. But I didn't really know the full extent of it. Yeah. Um, and I remember after I watched it, I texted you and said, I'm never going to watch this movie again. But <laughs> Until we started a podcast. And, until you decide to get drunk and pick it for a fucking Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, 
we'll talk about it more during the reviews and shit. It, like, it's not a bad movie. Like me saying that I never want to watch it again is it's not reflective on like the quality of the movie. Yeah. It's just like the, the content of it. Right. Which we'll get into. Right. Um, that's how I feel about actually, no, not, not really like hostile. Like, yeah, I feel like that is like gore porn. Yes. Where like, I, I don't, we don't have this, this discussion now or save it for the reviews. <laughs> I don't, let's just fucking talk about it now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like, like I love this movie. Um, I feel like this is different than like hostile because I feel like hostile. It's just, it's just doing all this gore for like no reason at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one like has a story behind it. And, and the story is really good. Exactly. Yeah. Like, th- there is a reason why she's doing this and it's like, it's an understandable reason. Yeah. Despite the fact that she's absolutely insane. Yeah. And I would definitely watch this movie again. Um, even though it's like the last like scene in it is insanely hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely watch this movie again. I really enjoyed it. But like whenever you started watching all these like um, like extremity movies, like when we first started the podcast, like I don't like gore that much at all. But I feel like since starting this, I've tried and pushed my limit to see how like far I can go. Mm-hmm. Like I watched Martyrs and I watched Raw um, earlier this year. Yeah. And like, I really enjoyed those and like, they weren't as bad as, you know, like the internet makes them out to be. Uh, yeah. I feel like martyrs is harder to watch than this, like for the gore factor. Yeah. But this one, like I said, it's just, it's the content that's in it. Like what's happening. And like, yeah, I have kids. So, I mean, it kind of like, I'm just picturing, I don't know. Cause Throughout the movie, everything that's happening to the mother, you get like this CGI baby that's in a womb and you see it like bouncing around and shit like that. And like it's in pain. And like that's the stuff that's like hard for me to watch, even though it's just like it's a CGI baby. Like it's yeah, like it's clearly CGI. <laughs> it's the yeah. it's kind of bad CGI. Yeah. But um, it's just like thinking about that. And it's just like, oh, my God, like this poor woman what she's going through Mm -hmm. to try and protect her baby and herself. Yeah. And like, ultimately there's really nothing you can do. Yeah. I mean, that's a great segue because the very first scene you see the accident happen and you see the baby in the womb, like get jolted around and like, you see like the blood and stuff. And I was like, that caught me by surprise. I was like, Oh fuck. Like it's like, it's clearly not, like it's CGI, like you said. Yeah. But still, it's like, I was like, oh shit, like that baby's fucking dead. Like, <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it pulls the punches out right away. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then, uh, yeah. <laughs> but in, in that accident, in that opening scene, you only see, excuse me, the occupants of the one car. Like, it's a two car accident. Yeah, yeah. And it shows Sarah who's like kind of knocked out and then it shows her husband who's dead. Yeah. In the car. And you can see that Sarah's pregnant. 
Yeah. Um, so, I, I sorry, sorry before I cut you off. So I assumed that that was her baby. Yeah, and first time I watched it, I assumed it too. But so what were you going to say before I cut you off? I was going to say, but then it like flash forwards to like four months down the road. And yeah. I don't know, if, do they even say that it's four months later? It, it does say four months later, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then it's like, I think three three or four days before Christmas. And uh, she's pretty much like getting checked out and stuff. And mm. you can tell that she's still in this state of depression and... Um, like she still has the baby, obviously, but having the father there is clearly a very hard thing when she's about to have the baby. Like she's like nine months pregnant, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, because she's going and she's getting her final checkup, and then she's going in the next day to have a C-section mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or to deliver the baby. I don't know if it's a planned C-section or not, mm-hmm. but right. And. Uh, yeah, then she I think she meets her friend uh, Louise outside, and she's like asking her, like, "Oh, what are you doing for Christmas Eve?" Stuff like that, and she's pretty much Sarah's pretty much saying, like, "Oh, I just want to be alone," which is understandable. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Was that her friend or her mother that she was talking to? See, this this is the one part of the movie that I was kind of super confused about. Because she calls her Louise, and then the next scene she goes to like a park and starts taking pictures of like a, a kid and like the parents, and then this guy showed up and I thought it was her dad, but it, it wasn't her dad, which I figured out later in the movie. Yeah, because she's a, she's a professional photographer and he's like her editor or something like that. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because he was talking about about that. Um, and I think he asked her like, "Oh, what are you doing for Christmas Eve? Like, are you spending time with your mother?" I think. Yeah. But then she just says, "No, like, I just want to be alone." Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, this part I realized that, uh, or when she gets home, I realized that that she she was the one from the beginning. That uh, that is still pregnant and didn't lose her baby because she still has like the scars on her face from the accident. Yeah. Um, and then she like starts like throwing up like this fucking like almost like milk, milky substance. I don't know what the fuck that was. Yeah, I don't know if it was. Um, I don't know. I feel like like at the hospital they may have given her a drink. I, I don't know if there's a drink that can like help induce labor or if it's something, I don't know. Right. I honestly, I'm probably just blowing smoke out my ass right now, but I'm assuming <laughs> that they gave her something at the hospital and maybe that's what she's puking up. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so then we meet the, uh, the home invader. Uh, she gets like this knock on a door and a girl pretty much asking for help. And Sarah's like, no, like, I'm not helping you like go check the other houses and the girl, then the girl starts saying like, Oh, you're Sarah. Like I know what happened to you and all this shit. So she calls the cops, cops show up. They say they're going to come out through the night and check on her. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very much a, uh, like a kind of strangers feeling. 
But it is. Yeah. 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 So then, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the scene with the cops kind of pissed me off because like three cops show up, two of them go in the house with her and the other guy goes around the back and like he's starting to look around and whatnot. Yeah. And then he comes in through the back door and says, oh, there's nobody there. She must have ran away, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then all three of them just pack up their shit and leave. It's like, why wouldn't they keep one of them there? Yeah, because like the the stranger like was staying at the one door window. Yeah. And then she just like punches it and almost puts a fucking hole through the glass. Yeah. I was like, damn, this bitch strong. Uh, (laughs) And like, they didn't even, I don't know if they saw it or just didn't even give a shit. Like I get that it's like Christmas Eve. Cause like even with other cops, like you kind of tell that they just wanted to get home to their families kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's like their work isn't the what's on their minds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Sarah goes to bed and then the, uh, before she goes to bed though, she, she goes into, uh, cause she takes a picture of the woman behind her, right? Like this is before the cops even come. Yeah. When she's outside. Yeah. The woman's outside and Sarah tries to take a picture of her, but it, it doesn't show up very well because of the flash and the window and all that shit. Yeah. And so before she goes to bed, that's when she calls her editor and ask him if he can like enhance a photo for her tomorrow. Right. And then she goes into her fucking dark room mm-hmm. where she develops pictures. Yeah. <laughs> this is after the cops leave after like the woman's been fucking harassing her a little bit. She goes in there in this dark room all by herself and starts developing pictures. I'm just like, would you not be a little more on edge knowing that there's this woman harassing you outside your house? Yeah, that's very true. And but yeah, and then she goes up to bed. Yeah. And also the, the editor was coming to pick her up at 6 a.m. the next day. Yeah. But he comes earlier than that. I don't know if it's ever mentioned why he comes earlier He's on his way to uh, a Christmas party, which is another thing I had a question about. Like, what time is this Christmas party starting at? Because it is like, it looks like it's the middle of the night. Yeah. Like, Maybe he's just making a uh, a late uh, entrance to the party. Yeah. True. But I'm just being nitpicky. <laughs> so yeah, Sarah's in bed and uh, I just call her the lady in black because that's, that, I don't know what to call her. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, she like goes in her room and then she goes into the bathroom and gets a pair of scissors. And then she like put the scissors in alcohol, I'm guessing. Yeah, it was something to sterilize them. That's what I thought. And then like she fucking sticks the scissors like in her belly button. I was like, oh, fuck no. Yeah. And then at that point, Sarah wakes up and like freaks, obviously. Yeah, she gets cut in the face. Yeah. By the scissors. Um, and then she runs into the bathroom. And I didn't know if she was peeing or if, like, her water broke. Yeah, that was kind of what I was wondering, too. Because, like, it looked yellow. So I was assuming it was pee. But yeah, she seemed kind of worried about it. She did. Well, I mean, she just got fucking stabbed in the face well, and, and the yeah. belly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, I wasn't sure if, it, if she was just... Pissing because she was scared or if like her water broke. Yeah. 
I'm guessing probably her water broke. Yeah, just like the way that she reacted to it. Like she didn't react to it like she was just peeing. She was just like, oh my fucking God. Yeah. But she got a shot in on the woman too before she ran into the bathroom. She smashed a glass lamp over her head. Yeah, she did, yeah. Um, and then like for me, the first watch, I didn't realize, like I still thought that that was her dad. So then when like the dad, whenever the reporter showed up and then is like talking to the lady in black and he starts like asking her like, Oh, are you excited to be like a grandmother? Because like he, um, he knew that the mother was supposed to be stopping by. So he assumed it was her. Yeah. And like, I was like, does that girl look like she can be her mother? Like they kind of looked like the same age. I thought. Yeah. So I was like, how does this guy think that she's Sarah's mom? Like, you think he would clue in something's up? Maybe she was like 16 when she had her. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) Um, So yeah, then the, I think Louise shows up. Oh no, her mom shows up finally. Yeah. And so the mom goes upstairs and I think the reporter's still downstairs and he gets stabbed in the eye by a, uh, uh, like like a crocheting uh, needle. Yeah. Like a knitting needle. Yeah. Yeah. It's right in the eye. Um, she's upstairs and then she goes up to the bathroom and like, I, I don't get like why this happens in movies, but like the 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 heroine or whatever like ends up stabbing like their friend, you know. It's like yeah, you think that the mom would say like Sarah is me, you know, like or she would recognize her mom's voice. Yeah, like she just opens the door and just stabs her in the fucking throat. Yeah, she. I don't know. She had. It was like. It was like one of those hair. It almost looks like a chopstick. That, it almost like, looked that, that like Japanese women put in their hair to like put a bun around it. Yeah, it almost looked like the the knitted needle that was downstairs. Yeah, but I think it was like a hair thing mm-hmm. and fucking stabbed it right through her neck. <laughs> oh yeah, there was blood everywhere. Yeah, the mother's like walking down the hallway and it's like just a steady stream of blood pouring out <laughs> her neck along the wall. Yeah. And then the reporter like makes his way upstairs and he's about to like, I don't know what he was trying to do. There's no way he's going to save her, but. Yeah. Just gets fucking stabbed right in the back of the knee, the leg. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck. Oh, and... you were like, fuck at that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she just fucking stabs him like 20 times in the dick it's like oh fuck yeah yeah and then she stabs him in the face too doesn't she yeah she like s- stabs him in the face and like sloshes his throat i think like that but then yeah he's still <laughs> still alive after that somehow yeah and then they make their way downstairs and for whatever reason she puts a pillow over his face and then stabs the scissors through the pillow yeah, it's like why do you why do you have to hide that? Like you've already went so far already. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes, is this, yeah, she goes back upstairs, and she starts trying to break into the bathroom again. No, yeah, and I like this line 
from uh, Sarah because Sarah asks her, like, who are you? What do you want? And she says, I want what you have or I want your baby or something like that. And she's like, or Sarah, Sarah says, who, what kind of fuck would want to have sex with a maniac like you (laughs) or something like that? (laughs) Just to further fuel her fire. Yeah. And then to add on, like, I, I honestly was shocked at how many kills were in this movie. Like I was not expecting it. Like this girl is fucking nuts. Yeah, like you think it's just going to be Sarah and the woman in black, like yeah. kind of going at it through the whole movie. But like, no, people just keep showing up and continuously dying. <laughs> I know. That's what I thought. I was like, shit. Because now some more cops show up and they're actually doing the job because they show up like through the night, like they said. But they have like this kid in the back, like this perp who. I guess in France at this time, there's a lot of uh, vandalism and rioting going on from um, uh, like refugees, I guess. Yeah. And so they have this kid rested in the back and he's like, I didn't do that. Like I, if I threw the Molotov cocktail, I wouldn't have my fucking ID on me. <laughs> <laughs> this and whole sequence. Oh, yeah, no, no, go ahead. I was going to say this whole sequence was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. Like, first of all, they have this perp in the back of their car. Yeah. And they're stopping to do a wellness check on this woman. I yeah. don't I don't think that would happen. Um, and then the guy who's driving the car calls his wife and yeah. starts like having an argument over the phone with his wife <laughs> while the guy's in the back seat still and the other two cops are gone. Yeah, and like they're not even dressed in a uniform. Like they're like on their way either to like a party or or something. <laughs> Home or something. Yeah. Like they're they look like they're off duty. Yeah. So yeah, two of them go up to the door and before the lady in black goes down, she moves the cabinet in front. So she can't fucking open the door. I thought that was pretty smart on her. I yeah. I thought it was smart because it's like it's one of those handles that it's like a bar. So yeah. She puts it underneath the bar, but usually with handles like that, they can go up or down. That's what I was thinking too. Cause at first when she put the thing in front, I was like, oh, that's a fucking dumb idea. The door opens in, <laughs> but then I saw the handle and I was like, oh shit. Well, and I, like what you just said, I was like, well, most of the time those handles go up as well. Yeah. But then so obviously it didn't because you see in the bathroom, her trying to open it and she can't get the fuck out. Yeah. So yeah, she goes back down. The the woman in black goes downstairs, answers the door, and plays it off that she's Sarah, and says like, okay. "Oh no, like everything's fine. Like the woman left me alone hours ago. Like I'm just in bed. Blah blah blah." Yeah. And the cops say, "Okay, well, that's good," and they leave. And they're like, "Wait a second, they have an epiphany." Yeah, because back. yeah, during that, Sarah is upstairs with. I think the same pair of scissors or a different pair, but she's like stabbing the door. No, she uh, broke the mirror that's in there and she's stabbing the door with a shard of glass. Right, right, right. Which was also stupid. Wrap the fucking thing. So you're not slicing your hands all the shit. Yeah. I don't think at this point she gives a fuck, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. But during that, the cops can hear 
something because they ask her like, "Oh, what's that noise?" And she yeah. says, "Oh, I'm doing laundry. Like we save money at nighttime." Um, so I don't know if they went back because of that, or one of them realized that the girl they were talking to wasn't fucking pregnant. Well, that's what they said. They came back to the door and they're like, "You know, something just came to our minds. Like, uh, what are you going to name it or something like that?" She's like, "What do you mean?" Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, "Oh, you're supposed to be pregnant." Yeah, something like something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, they clue in that she's not, and yeah. then they can hear Sarah screaming upstairs. Yeah, and like this part, like the whole ending, like it wasn't really believable to me. But then again, like this girl is fucking nuts, and like you don't know what the hell she can do. There is definitely a lot of plot holes to this movie, and I talk about that a little bit um, later on. Yeah. Like there's so many opportunities that this woman could have either been a killed or b at the very least arrested if these cops knew how to do their job. Yeah, because like she sneaks one of those needles in her pocket or whatever, yeah. and like these are two big dudes. Like they're they're big. Yeah. And the one goes upstairs, and the other guy is like, "Okay, keep an eye on her." And I thought that he had her in handcuffs or at least had had one hand in it. But then she just fucking stabs him in the eye with the knitting needle. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, because the, the cop that goes upstairs, he sees like the fucking bloody aftermath of everything that's gone on. Yeah. And he yells down. He's like, it's her arrester. And then I don't know if you. Yeah. Like you said, I thought he had a handcuff on her, too. Oh, then- and before they come back, Sarah gets her hand through the door. Oh, yeah, true. And is trying to fucking move the cabinet. And the girl comes up and just stabs her hand through the fucking wall. And I was like, that was a dumb move by Sarah. Like, fuck, man. Yeah. So, yeah, the guy goes up and uh, he's like, okay, I'm going to remove these scissors from your hand. And it's like, fuck. She's been through a lot already and the movie's not even over yet. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was just waiting, like, because I remember the first time you said you said, like, the last, like, 20 minutes is, like, just, like, hard to watch and insane. And I just kept waiting, waiting to see, like, what the hell was going to happen because, like, I had no idea, honestly, like. And there's already so much that has happened. I know. I was like, fuck, what was Mark talking about? Like, fuck. And this part surprised the fuck out of me because they get the door open and instead of nowhere, the fucking guy's head explodes. Yeah. It's like, holy fuck. The first time I watched it, I was like, holy shit. Like, she only had a handgun. But then yeah. this time I watched it, I was like, oh shit, it's like a fucking six shooter. So it's like a powerful revolver because she literally blows half of his head off. Yeah, like it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, this is another, like, thing that bothered me. The guy outside hears the gunshots. Like, call for fucking backup when you're in the car. And then he handcuffs the kid to himself. <laughs> it's like, that's going to make things ten times harder for you when you're inside. Yeah. Yeah, like, just, like, I mean, at this point, just let the kid go. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I feel like they arrested him just because he's an immigrant. Yeah, that's possible. So he runs in and he loads up this like I had to look it up because I had no clue what this thing was. 
that fucking gun that he has. Yeah, it kind of looked like it was kind of hard to watch, like see what it was exactly, but it kind of looked like like the blunderbuss off of a looper a bit. Yeah, well, yeah, true, it did. Um, but it it's a riot gun, so it's supposed to, like it fires a non lethal shot. Like I don't know if it's supposed to just be like a blast, right, of some sort. But like I was looking them up, and like all I could like I found a bunch of military type ones. But mm. yeah, they're supposed to be like non lethal. Okay. But it it looked like it had the um like half of it looked like a handgun, mm. and then the front of it looked like this giant ass like shotgun piece that was just like yeah. on top of it. <laughs> it. It looks insane. Um, that kind of answers a question then before, because like we said before, all these guys look like they're like not even in uniform. They just like. I don't know, finishing their shift. Yeah. But they're probably dealing with all these riots and stuff. That's true. Yeah. Because like, there's, there's probably so much chaos that they just need like everyone working. So they probably don't have time to like be in uniform and shit like that. Yeah. Because he has a baton like in his back pocket as well. Yeah. So they probably just came from the riots. Well, they did because they arrested this kid because they said he threw a Molotov cocktail at, uh, yeah. at a store or whatever. But he did have like a regular pistol as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so the two of them go in and they don't see the woman yet, I don't think, eh? Or uh Yeah, they do. do no, they? because Sarah Sarah opens the door, the girl has the gun, or the girl has the gun, she shoots into the doorway and opens it up, like breaks right. it down. Yes. And then Sarah either has scissors or she breaks the glass at this part. And No, she broke the glass before because she was stabbing the hole in the door. That's how she yeah. stabbed the hole in the door. But she did something to the lady in black to get her to disappear. Or the guys just came up. I forget what happened at that part. But yeah, I think I think she heard the guys coming through the door, so she went somewhere. She left or something because she cuts the power in the house. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then they tell Sarah to stay up there. So they go downstairs to the breaker box, and I don't know why Sarah didn't just come with them. Mm-hmm. She just goes in the bed and like just fucking lays down. I was like, okay, I guess she's given the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Puts the gun beside her on the bed. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, downstairs you hear like gunshots, and then the kid, the kid gets fucking stabbed right in the head by the lady and blocked the pair of scissors. Yeah, this part was like, uh, it wasn't like the the part of her stabbing him in the head that was hard to watch. It was like he pulls it out. And he's still like trying to fight her. Yeah. But he he's so weak and he's like like he can barely move, but he's like trying to stab her with the scissors. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh my god. Like the acting in this movie, like for some of the shit, is like top notch. Like this guy is just like a he's not even a secondary character. He's like a fucking tertiary character. Like yeah. you don't you don't give a fuck about him at all. But like the the acting that he put into that scene, I was just like, God damn. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so then Sarah's still in bed. 
I think the lady in black comes up to try and uh, attack her again. She crawls on top of her. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And she like starts getting a little sexual with her. She does. She's like kissing her face and like licking her and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, where's, where's I was this like, going? Oh, damn. This is my Friday night on Pornhub. <laughs> uh, not anymore. <laughs> you don't know what I like, man. <laughs> and she like just bit bits her tongue out of her mouth. I'm guessing. It was her tongue or her lip. I think it was her lip. Yeah, that's true. Cause she could still talk. Yeah. Um, so Sarah goes downstairs and Sarah bites her lip off, jumps off the bed, leaves the fucking gun on the bed. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, she did. So dumb. I don't even think the lady in black grabbed it either when she goes back downstairs. No, she didn't. But I mean, this is one of those parts. She's on top of you. You just bit her lip off, grab the gun, shoot her in the head. Yeah. And that's the end of your night. Yeah. And then Sarah's like in the kitchen. Oh no, she goes downstairs and she sees the cop who we thought was dead, but he's just standing there. He turns around and his fucking eyes are gone. I was like, what the fuck? Like, so yeah. Cause he flicks the lights back on. Yeah. And, and she, yeah. Go so ahead. he, he's all fucked up because she shot him with that riot gun. In the eye? No, well, in the face, I think. I think it shows him at one point laying on the ground. He's got like a wound on his forehead. So what I think happened is she shot him in the head with this thing. And because it's a non, technically a non-lethal weapon. Yeah. It was just like a huge blast of whatever. And it just like completely obliterated his brain. Hmm. And he's like, well, yeah, his eyes are like gone, basically. So he's blind. Yeah. And he's like, you can tell that he's like brain dead. He's just got enough motor function that he's able to do that. Yeah. And then Sarah runs over to him. And this scene was fucking hard for me to watch. Cause she goes over and she like talks to him and he freaks the fuck out thinking that it's the killer. Yeah. Grabs his baton and starts beating her in the stomach with it. Yeah. That was, that was hard to watch for sure. And like it shows the baby, like how it has been throughout the movie, and the baby's just like being jostled all around. And I was like, "Oh my yeah. god!" Like this is hard to watch. And you just see like all the fluid like come out out of her. And it's like, yeah, fuck. I was like, the baby is <laughs> not looking good for the baby. No. Um. So then I think the lady in black ends up killing him. Yeah. Right? So. Oh, we missed a whole big part. What? The whole kitchen scene. No, that's coming up after this, I think. No, it's not because she killed him with the weapon that Sarah made. The knife with the big long pole. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Sarah's in the kitchen. And I didn't get this part of why she... Well, before the... Or, before this, I have a question to ask you. Um, what is uh, Sarah's favorite breakfast food? French uh, French toast. Uh, she gets the toaster right to the fucking head. 
Oh man, that was like I laughed at that scene. <laughs> Me too. She like pulls it off the wall and like take grabs it by the cord and just fucking boom. Yeah. Smashes her across the face with it. Yeah, and then she's on the ground and for some reason like the lady in black is just like milking it now. Yeah. Just like lights a cigarette and then just fucking Sarah grabs some sort of spray and burns her fucking half her face off. The girl goes running out like out of the kitchen. And this is the part that I didn't get. Why why did Sarah give herself a tra- tracheotomy or whatever the fuck it's called? Cause I think she had she must have like had a clot in her throat or something. She was coughing up blood pretty bad after she got toastered. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing she had like like she was choking on her own blood. And I think that was the only way for her to Right. To get the relief from it. I wasn't sure where it was going. I was like, maybe she's like killing herself because she just wants to fucking end it. Then like at certain points she was like, it looked like she had the, the needle like over her stomach. And like, you could see like the bait from the baby's point of view. Yeah. We could see the needle like kind of like starting to go in her stomach. I was like, is she just going to kill the baby so that this girl can't have the baby? Well, that's what she was threatening to do, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And then that's when she gets toastered. Yeah, French toastered. <laughs> French toastered. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then Sarah, like, just turns fucking Final Girl badass and constructs some, like, fucking weapon with the scissors. Like, I didn't... I don't know how the fuck she did She's, like, stabbed the scissors in the... There's a knife. There's a kitchen knife. Oh, the knife? Okay. Into, like, the wood and then just puts this pipe in the end of it. I was like, what the fuck? And then, like, she extended it. I was like, what the fuck is this? I, like, I want to know what that kitchen tool was. Like, it's like an extendable pole. (laughs) Maybe it's, like, a pizza paddle or whatever. Oh, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, So, this is the scene whenever... The lady in black kills uh, the cop with that fucking tool. Yeah. Um, and then this is where we get the big reveal, uh, which I did not see coming at all, because the lady in black says uh, Sarah finds her in the closet with like the burnt face, and and then the girl says, "Oh, you can kill me again." And Sarah's like, what? And she's like, and then the girl tells her like, oh, I was in the other car that you hit and I was also pregnant with a baby mm-hmm. and I lost my baby. And then Sarah's like, what the fuck? Like they told me there were no survivors. So it's like, fuck man. Like, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. So yeah, Sarah technically took her baby so now she's here to take hers yeah yeah and uh how does sarah get to the to the position like on the stairs like what does the lady in black do to her forget um i think sarah just like kind of go like she's like she knew knew that the baby had to come out at that point yeah so i feel like she just kind of gave up yeah yeah, because yeah. she's going up the stairs and she's like in pain. The baby's like coming, like you can see it in her stomach, like kicking and like 
stuff like that. And she keeps saying that it's stuck, like the baby's stuck. Yeah, and then she turns around, the woman is block is right there with her fucking scissors, and this is the point of the movie that I had to get the pillow and cover half my face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she was like, it's stuck, it's stuck. And I was like, fuck, what's happening? And then like, I was like, maybe she's going to like help her get the baby out like in a normal way. Nope. But she doesn't. And I was just like, oh, I, I wanted to record my reaction so bad, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get in time. I just kept fucking going like, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, and because uh, she takes the scissors and she basically does what she tried to do at the start. Yeah, she just like goes in her belly button and fucking starts snipping up. Yeah, it wasn't as bad, like graphic wise, as I thought it was because they kind of cover it up a bit. Yeah, like they only show like the initial couple like cuts, and then like it just shows the camera behind her as she's pretty much giving her a C section, like just pulls the baby out. Mm-hmm. And to see this like fucking pool of blood just go down the stairs, and Sarah's obviously dead. Yeah, and then it pans to the woman in black in a rocking chair with the baby. Yeah, and then it goes back to Sarah laying on the staircase with her stomach just completely wide open. Yeah, and her intestines hanging out. Yeah, and uh, and you gotta love a movie with a happy ending, man. <laughs> She got what she wanted. <laughs> and the baby's alive. That's true. That is true. So, <laughs> yeah. Anything uh, else you want to add that we may have missed? Or? Uh, I don't think so. This movie is pretty short. Like It's only like an hour and 16 minutes or an hour and 20 minutes or something like that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. But they fucking pack a lot into it. That's for sure. Oh, they do. Yeah. And uh, that's the way the blood splatters. For the first time in a long time, there's a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I was talking to you a little bit earlier um, because I was talking to Sarah yeah. and she was saying, like I had told her about this movie the first time I watched it and then I was bitching about it all week. <laughs> bitching about you all week. And she's like, I feel like I've heard this story before. And I was like, well, yeah, I, I told you about it a while ago. I watched it. Yeah. She's like, no, no, like, I feel like I've heard something like this before. I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, yeah, no, it actually happened in real, like, something like this actually happened in real life. And I was like, Jesus Christ. So then she started looking it up, and yeah. So I have a bit of the story of what happened in real life. Okay. Um, Just give me one sec here. I have two. I'm going to read, like, little bits of two articles. Sure. So the woman who would have played the woman in black in real life, uh, her name is Lisa Marie Montgomery. Mm -hmm. So on January 12th, 2021, the federal government plans to execute Lisa Montgomery, a woman with severe mental illness who suffered relentless physical, emotional, and sexual abuse, including being trafficked by her own mother, Already, more than a thousand current and former prosecutors, anti-violence advocates, anti-trafficking organizations, advocates for abuse and neglected children, and mental health advocates are asking the president to stop Lisa's execution. So that's that. Um, Damn. Where is it here? 
So the story of Lisa's life leads like the script of a horror movie. Her st- okay, again, this is real life. Um, and some of the stuff that I'm going to be saying is pretty hard to hear. Uh, this is not a movie. This is real life. So if you don't want to listen to it, it's here. I'm letting you know right now. All right, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> um, so her stepfather, Jack Kleiner, sexually assaulted her for the first time when she was 11 years old. For years, he raped her repeatedly, coming into her room at night and threatening to, yo- to rape her younger sister if she resisted. Lisa's mother later testified in her divorce proceedings that she witnessed at least one rape, stating he was in her and he was pumping her. What the fuck? Yeah. Lisa's mother was less forthcoming about her role in terrorizing Lisa. Lisa's mother, Judy, was an alcoholic whose drinking caused Lisa to be born with permanent brain damage. She beat her children, including Lisa. She punished them by putting them in cold showers or by whipping them with belts, cords, or hangers. On one occasion, she killed the family dog in front of Lisa and her siblings to punish them. And I'm not even going to read that last part of the sentence because it's disgusting. Um, Judy ultimately married six times, had multiple partners throughout Lisa's childhood. She began prostituting Lisa to older men when Lisa was in her early teens. Again, I'm not going to repeat any of this stuff. Uh, she developed a complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Disorder. She told people about the abuse, including a cousin who was a law enforcement officer, but no one intervened. Damn. So, like, this is all in her teens. Anyways, there's a lot more here. But uh, so at one point in her life, let me get this other article. So this happened in... 2004 so three years before this movie was made so i'm wondering if this story has something to do with this movie being made Mm -hmm. so montgomery hold on sorry lisa marie montgomery is an american woman from melvern kansas who is convicted of the 2004 murder of bobby joe stinnett montgomery killed the pregnant stinnett before cutting stinnett's unborn baby out of her womb and kidnapping her so the crime, Montgomery met Stinnett online in a rat terrier chat room called Ratter Chatter. So rat terrier is a type of dog. Mm-hmm. Um, she was posing as Darlene Fisher and Montgomery told Stinnett that she too was pregnant. The two women chatted online, exchanged emails about their pregnancies. Montgomery then arranged a meeting at Stinnett's home under the pretext of wanting to buy a rat terrier. On December 16, 2004, Montgomery strangled the pregnant woman with a pink neon rope in her home in Skidmore, Missouri, and cut the premature infant from her womb. She later, she later attempted to pass the infant girl off as her own child. Stinnett was discovered by her mother, Becky Harper, in a pool of blood about an hour after the assault. Harper immediately called 911, describing the wounds inflicted upon her daughter as appearing as if her stomach had exploded. That's Attempts fucked. <laughs> yeah. Attempts by paramedics to revive Stinnett were unsuccessful, and she was pronounced dead at St. Francis Hospital in Maryville, Missouri. Uh, on the next day, December 17, 2004, Montgomery was at her farmhouse when she was arrested. After Montgomery's capture by police, the day-old baby was recovered. Victoria Jo Stinnett was returned to the care of her father, Zeb Stinnett. So, I mean, at least there's a somewhat happy ending to the story, but... That's insane nonetheless extremely extremely fucked up very fucked up like fuck but i mean like a lot of these 
a lot of the stuff that's in that story is kind of what happens in this movie. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm, I'm kind of thinking that possibly this movie was made as sort of like a based on events kind of thing. Maybe, yeah. Anyways. Want to get a little happier? <laughs> I guess so. Let's try it. Yeah. Took a little turn, but I just like I I don't want to say I found it interesting, but like it's kind of fucking crazy that something like this actually happened in real life. Yeah, I mean it's kind of related to what we're discussing anyway. So yeah, like you watch this movie and you're just like, okay, yeah, it's just a movie, and then you think like, holy shit, like like while you're watching it, you think like this would never happen in real life. Well, yeah. Turns out it did. <laughs> All right, man. You want to give me your reviews? Yes, sir. Uh, all right, so I gave the story a 8 out of 10. Okay. Um, I thought it was a great story, but it was uh, very fucked up. But if you can get past all the gore, it has a great story behind it, like we discussed at the beginning of the discussion. Um, some of the stuff didn't seem very believable, and there's a lot of like plot holes. And I was kind of confused with a few few things, but overall a great story. Yep. Uh, quality, I gave a 9 out of 10. Um, okay. I actually love this movie despite all the talk about it. The acting was fantastic. The special effects were great. And like I said before, I, would, I wouldn't gladly watch it again, but I would, I would watch it again for sure. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. 8 out of 10 and a 9 out of 10. Uh, I gave my story an eight out of ten as well. Um, like you said, like, uh, well, we already discussed it at the start of all this. Like, the story is very good. Like, it, it's Ugh. it's a well thought out and planned out story, and like in a sense, it kind of makes sense. Like, why she's doing what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Like, she's obviously got. Like she's obviously she obviously has extreme mental health issues and probably extreme PTSD from the accident and losing her child and so she's reacting the way yeah. that she does based off of that. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean there's some serious plot holes in this movie. Yeah. Uh, she could have easily been arrested or killed multiple times throughout it, but in the end she survives and everybody else is dead. Yeah. Uh real quick, like that's why I love a lot of foreign movies. Because I feel like they can explain the story or like they have more story behind it without like a lot, even us like knowing what the dialogue is, like mm -hmm. we have to like read everything, right? So like, yeah, we're kind of doing like more extra work and we are just going by like words on the screen. Yeah. But, but, like a lot of foreign movies have a really good story behind, uh, behind it and like you don't even have to read what's happening you just know what's happening yeah and that's what ben and the guys from porcelain peak talked about during uh exit Char's last episode yeah whenever they, they talked about uh, martyrs yeah like the the f french directors have a very good way of just portraying the story by what you can see visually yeah uh, I gave the quality an eight out of ten as well. Um, like you said, the acting's great, the effects are great, everything's practical from what I can tell. 
besides like obviously the baby. Yep. Um, there's some things like, I don't know if you noticed it or not, but like Sarah is dressed in all white and the killer is dressed in all black. So it's like Sarah is portraying life, whereas the killer is portraying death. Oh, I didn't, I didn't notice that. Well, obviously I I noticed like the girl wearing black, but I didn't, I didn't put two and two together. I don't know if that symbolism was intentional or not, but I find it kind of interesting. And uh, there's also a black cat in the movie too, which is a a mythological symbol of death too. Yeah. Yeah. The woman kills it. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't even talk about that part. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Just some things I picked up on like in the second watch of it. Right. Because I wasn't focusing so much on how gross the shit was. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I thought it was really cool how they kind of incorporated those things into it. Okay. Very nice. All right. You guys know our score. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. Brooke, there is no critics consensus. I kind of figured there wouldn't be. (laughs) So you have to go in blind. All right. And I also feel like there wasn't that many critic reviews for this. I'm guessing. But I may be wrong. Um, I'm gonna go with a seventy-three. Oh, you're too low. Really? Eighty-five percent from the critics. Wow, good for this movie. Damn. Okay. Now, with that being said, there's only thirteen ratings, but I mean, right. still, it's a good score. It is, yeah. And the audience scored it 75% on 7,100 ratings. Okay. Let's say so that's again, probably a bit lower than where we're, at, where we're at, but pretty close. Yeah. I mean, we're at, yeah. Probably in between those two scores, I would say. Yeah. All right. Ready to head on over to the scare section? Yes, sir. What did you give it for a scare rating? So I gave the scare rating eight out of ten. Okay. Uh, it's creepy, gory, and balls out insane. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a tagline. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Well, you nailed it. Uh, I gave my. Oh no, go ahead. It's your scary scene. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So I actually picked a non-gory scene. Okay. Uh, mine is whatever the lady in black is like in the doorway behind Sarah. Yeah. Because like I was like we were streaming obviously because it's not on any fucking streaming sites. Um, don't call the uh, government on us. Uh, <laughs> but Sarah's like sitting in the on the couch, and then like you faintly like see something behind her, and I was like thinking like is she there is she not there and i was like i think she is and it's like that tense feeling like creepy feeling you got at that part yeah definitely yeah i can understand that and then what i survive i put okay at first i put if i was one of the cops i feel like i would yeah but then they just get so fucked up that like maybe i wouldn't i don't know (laughs) so yeah, I put yes, but I don't know. It's a toss-up. 
Yeah, it's a tough question to answer on this one. Um, what were you? Uh, I gave my scare rating a 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, like I've said before, not so much for like it, it's it's the content of it, like what's actually happening. Yeah, it's scary. Like it's not a traditionally scary movie. It's like it's a movie that like really makes you think. Yeah, like shit, this could actually happen. And then after reading up on Lisa Marie Montgomery, it's just like God damn it! Like this actually did happen. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, yeah, it's just absolutely terrifying to think about. <laughs> uh, my scariest scene, I originally said like the C-section scene. Um, yeah. But I'm going to change it because I just keep picturing the fucking cop's face whenever he spins around after he turns the light on. Oh, yeah, that, that is very creepy. After he, after he got blasted with the riot gun. Yeah. Because his eyes are just like, it, it looks like his eyes have exploded and they're just like empty sockets and they're just bleeding. Yeah. And just the way he like stumbles around and shit. Yeah. Agreed. So I'm going to say that one. Uh, would I survive? I said, yes, there was plenty of opportunities for them to kill her, but they stupidly didn't. Agreed. I don't care. Like, when Sarah bites her lip off, like she should have, she knew the gun was there. She put it there. Yeah. Grab it and shoot her in the head. Yeah. And she didn't. <laughs> and she didn't. But I mean, then we wouldn't have an extra 20 minutes on the movie, right? So. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, I have a confession, man. What? I completely fucked up and I forgot about my uh, quiz questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't feel so bad because I was almost going to message you and be like, dude, I was like so engulfed in that movie that I totally forgot to. So, yeah, I mean, I wrote down three like at the end, but I mean, we can we can skip it for this episode. All right. Yeah. And like, it's a tough one to to even do trivia like a quiz on. It is. Yeah, for sure. Like, what did Sarah stab through her mother's neck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything we've already talked about. True, true. But, yeah. All right. So Okay, so I guess that's the end of it. Yeah. We can say what we're going to be doing next week. Is it a Christmas movie? It is an actual, well, well yeah, <laughs> it is an actual Christmas movie. <laughs> what is it? Next week, for the first time ever... We're having four guests on. Oh, well, shit. Two guests on, four people total. We are going to have our better halves, our significant others on this podcast to talk about gremlins. Very nice. I'm excited. So am I, man. Like, I'm, I'm actually super pumped to do this one. Yeah, me too. Not just because it's the like of the movie, yeah. But, but because, because like I don't know, having Bettina and Sarah sit down and talk to us, like we've had Bettina on for our haunt episode, yeah. Um, but Sarah, as you know, and people who have listened to us from the beginning know, she hates horror movies. Yeah. So she's like, she's been asking me all week. She's like, "Is it really scary? Like, am I gonna have nightmares?" I was like. No, like people show their kids this movie. Like you're gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, She's never seen it before, so damn. I'm excited. I'm excited too, man. Should be fun. I think so. 
yeah, and that'll be the first time in probably a couple of months that we're all just gonna get together and do it. Yeah, I'm excited. None of this fucking over the internet bullshit. I know. Fuck the internet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, If you guys stuck around for the entire episode, we thank you. We know it's a hard one to listen to, uh, given the content. Um, But yeah, you guys can find us on Instagram at a podcast on Elm Street. If you click the link in our bio on there, you'll see links to our Patreon account as well as a link to our T Public account. Uh, We're on Facebook. We're on Discord. We're yeah i think that's it (laughs) leave us a uh apple review yeah oh actually yeah speaking of that yeah so i was talking to josh the other day from horror movie crew okay and he was bitching at us he's like why the fuck haven't you assholes left us a review on apple and i was like what the fuck like i i know that we have yeah so i went on my apple podcast app and the first review is yours so i screenshot it i sent it to him i'm like look he did not say that i was like what he said he did not say that did he what that we didn't give him a review yeah yeah okay but let me finish let me finish okay okay so i sent him a screenshot and i said you owe broken apology because here's his fucking review right here yeah what the fuck man he's like i don't see that anywhere and i was like well i don't know what's going on then i said but like it's right here in front of my face yeah and so i did a little deep dive yeah. with apple podcasts you can only see the reviews of the people that are in your location or in your country i should say really so you and i can only see reviews from canadian listeners they can only see reviews from american listeners well that's shit because it's fucking stupid right <laughs> Like, probably most of our listens are from America. Yeah. Well, yeah. You look on our anchor and it's like 54% from the States. Damn. Got no love from our Canadian brethren. (laughs) But yeah. So I guess if you go onto the iTunes store, which uh, you can't get on your phone, but I guess if you go to the iTunes store and change your location, you'll be able to see them. But there's like no way to see them all at one, like in one spot. Oh. Huh. Which is fucking stupid. That is stupid. But yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I got I got confused from that a little while ago too, because it only shows like on ours, it only shows like twelve reviews or something like that. Yeah. But I had that chartable thing for a little while that I was checking out and it, it like we had way more reviews on there, mm-hmm. but not on our actual app. So I was confused as to why. Mm-hmm. But there's our answer. Wow. Fucking Apple. always fucking shit up yeah but yeah anyways cool that's it well i'm excited to talk about gremlins me too man should be fun i think so all right well talk to you later guys take care guys (laughs) 